clap over this morning. <laughs> well, it's Christmas Eve. Everybody smile. Some of you I'm trying to remind you. Everybody put a smile on your face. And let's just greet one another this morning. Would you turn around, tell somebody, uh, we're glad to see you this morning. And a happy Christmas Eve. All right. Let's fellowship for a little bit. good fellowship. You can go ahead and find your place and go ahead and be seated. We have uh, just a few announcements and then uh, we're going to have uh, some kids come and sing for us in just a moment, all right? But uh, let me go ahead and do uh, business things first. First of all, uh, do we have any visitors? Uh, first time, second time visitors in the house today, all right? Got one right there, so if we could get them a card, just keep your hand up if you would. And uh, we will get you a card and uh, fill that out. Put that in the uh, in the basket on your way out. Anybody else? All right. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for coming and being here on Christmas Eve. Uh, I hope that you are ready for Christmas and uh, to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Uh, let me just uh, give you a few uh, just a few announcements before we uh, continue on. Uh, you can uh, give uh, in the envelope. They have well, envelopes over there. You can give cash or check in there, but you can also give online. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll have that for you. It's giving.landmarktyler.com. You go on there and you can give that way. We always need more volunteers. Uh, we need volunteers for yard team and cleaning teams. Uh, we have volunteers that do that, so it saves us money. Uh, we don't have to pay somebody to come and do this yard. And then we have volunteers that clean the building, and uh, that is a wonderful, wonderful thing uh, where we don't have to uh, pay somebody to do that because our volunteers do that. Thank you all so much for what you do. It takes all of us to make it happen every week. Amen. And then children's ministry. We always need help with children's ministry for Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. If you missed Wednesday night, uh, you missed what I think was the best service of the year. Amen. Uh, we gave out over 100 gifts to children and teenagers and uh, uh, most of those bus kids that we bring in on Wednesday night. We also uh, helped five single-parent families uh, have Christmas. And so God was good to us, and we were able to just bless and be good uh, to everyone else. Amen. So, uh, man, just to see those kids' eyes light up and see, uh, man, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing uh, Wednesday night. Don't forget, we have a mission trip to Monterey, Mexico, Brother Pablo, uh, his church, and we're going to go there. And uh, there's a sign-up sheet on the back table. The dates are February the 24th through the 29th. The price is $300. Uh, put your name on there, and I will get in contact with you. You do need a good uh, passport uh, through those dates, all right? And uh, we just wanted to invite you. Many of you know um, Julie and I's son, Josh. He leads worship at the Contemporary Worship Service at Marvin Methodist downtown. And so we're going to be there tonight. Uh, they have a, a Christmas Eve service at 4 and at 6. 
We're going to be there at 6 o'clock. We just wanted to invite anybody else. Uh, we've got several church people going, so everybody is invited. Uh, it is in the Herd Auditorium, which is uh, the entrance on Irwin Street. So if you can come, be there with us at 6 o'clock. Uh, no Wednesday activities this week, uh, December 27th, uh, for the holidays, for you to be able to be with your family between Christmas and New Year's. And because of the holidays, no movie night this month. We'll pick up with that in January, all right? So I think that is uh, everything. So uh, if we can go ahead and bring the kids out here, we have our kids that they meet and uh, work with, uh, with Children's Church um, while we're having the sermon. And they've been working on a Christmas song. And so they're going to come, and uh, they want you to help them. They're going to do the movements. And so uh, they're going to come and uh, uh, sing and do the movements for you. And uh, y'all come right on up here. Give them a big hand if you would. Amen. There you go. They're, they're not shy. Come on. All right. Look at all these good-looking kids. Amen. Awesome. Y'all come on. All right. Now, y'all don't be scary. Smile at them, all right? Yes. Oh, yeah, we got a birthday here, right here. Jaden, 17 today, right? Is that right, 17? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jaden. Happy birthday to you. All right. All right. And I believe they're going to sing uh, Away in a Manger. And so I know everybody here probably knows it. You can help them. Uh, we can all help them sing along. And uh, they're going to do the movements for us. All right. Are you all ready? Luke 2:11 For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus, no crying he makes. 
Yeah, give him a big hand if you would. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Amen. Amen. All right. If you would, give them one more hand as they go. Hey, how about all these workers, too, that work with them? Thank you all so much. Amen. All right. We're going to do things a little bit differently because it is Christmas uh, Christmas Eve service. And so um, I, I, one thing I did forget to, uh, to announce, uh, they're going to move the Lord's Supper back over. We're going to finish today with the Lord's Supper. But uh, Brother JT is uh, offered, uh, actually I asked him to offer, but he did offer. Uh, he is going to take family portraits. So we have a beautiful uh, family tree over here. So when we get done today, uh, we're going to kind of clear out an area big enough over there. And uh, you can have your family portrait done here. If you haven't got a Christmas picture yet, uh, we're going to take care of that for you today. Amen. So uh, when we get done with the service today, uh, stick around and get your picture taken. I get a free photograph over there uh, with the tree, okay? Um, I wanted to just share a little bit uh, with you uh, before we do the Lord's Supper. And uh, I wanted to read the Christmas story, and it's going to be on the screen. And normally, I always encourage you to read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. But as you may know, the Gospels have many of the same stories, but just from a different perspective. And so uh, with what I wanted to share with you today, uh, it really fit better with the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, uh, go with me to Matthew chapter 2, and it will be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. Um, but uh, let's read it together, and I'm going to ask you to do something. If you're able, let's stand together in honor of God's Word. Amen. And uh, as we read the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 2. It says this, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and he said, Go and search carefully, for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night 
and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and he put to death all of the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all of its districts from two years old and under, according to the time with which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. And now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you today, God, just for the Christmas story. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you might use, uh, Lord, the story of Christmas, God, to touch our hearts, to change our lives. I pray that, Lord, if someone here today has not surrendered their life to you for you to be the king of their life, that, Lord, they might do that before they leave this place this morning. And, Lord, we thank you for you coming and being flesh, being God with us, Emmanuel. And God, in a few months, we will celebrate uh, the crucifixion, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we cannot have the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ without the birth of our Lord and Savior. And so, Lord, I pray that we keep our eyes focused on you. This time, this season is about you. May Jesus be the true reason for our season. Lord, may we put aside all of the gifts, all of the stuff, all of the, everything else around it that surrounds it, God. And may we put our eyes and our focus on you, Jesus. We love you. Bless this time. Holy Spirit, show up in an incredible way. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. I wanted to share with you just real quickly just a couple of thoughts before we take the Lord's Supper. And what I wanted to share with you was three responses. What we just read, the Christmas story, there were three responses to Jesus as king. There was the king at the time, Herod, and Herod was not a good guy. Many people, we, we see the Christmas story, we read the Christmas story, and we see the nativity scene, and we think, oh, isn't that a pretty, you know, that it was just this pretty, wonderful kind of sitcom kind of deal. And the Christmas story is really not. The Christmas story was one of drama and uh, it was not easy for Mary and Joseph. I preached on that the last three weeks, that uh, they were kind of shunned by society, and uh, things were not as pretty and as simple as we make them out to be. And there was this guy that was King Herod, and Herod uh, did not like this news of a new king coming because Herod was very jealous. He loved power. He loved authority, and he wanted everybody to worship him. And so these wise men show up, and they say, we're looking for the Savior of the world. We're looking for the king of the Jews. And uh, Herod did not like that. So he pretends that you, when you find him, send word to me so I can go and worship him too. Did he have any intention of going and worship the king? No. He wanted to kill that king. And so as a result, he makes a decree that all of the male um, children born during that time under the age of two years old, that they would be killed in Bethlehem. And it was carried out. Christmas story didn't look so pretty when we put it in those lights, does it? But Jesus was protected. An angel came to Joseph and told him to leave and go to Egypt. 
And so the three responses, number one is Herod opposed Jesus as king. All right. And in all of these three responses, I need you to decide which one do you see yourself in today? Herod opposed Jesus as king because Herod wanted to be king himself. That was a little bit of pride. It was a little bit of arrogance. It was a little bit of ego. He did not want to submit to any other king or anybody else to be proclaimed as king. This would be a person who says, you know, I don't need Christ. I'm fine on my own. I don't need the church. I don't need Jesus. I don't need any of it. I am fine on my own. I want to be in complete control. Anybody here ever have control issues? If we're honest, all of us have control issues. Amen. And so we want to be in control. And the first step to finding Jesus is you have to release control. And you have to say, I am not in control. I recognize I am a sinner. And so I need a savior. And so the very first part of accepting Christ is humbling yourself and admitting that you are a sinner. You see, those who don't admit they're a sinner see no need in their life for a savior. So the very first thing is, do you have that pride as Herod opposed Jesus as king? He opposed Jesus as king because he did not want to relinquish control and he did not want to give up control in his own life. All right. Number two, the Jewish priest dismissed Jesus as king. They didn't necessarily oppose him. They just dismissed him. The Jewish priests had heard all their lives about this Messiah that was going to come and Jesus didn't fit any of the ways that they thought this Messiah was going to look like. And so the Jewish priests, uh, those wise men, I don't know if you know this part of the story, but those wise men, it took them two years to get to Jesus. That's why it doesn't use the word baby in Matthew. It uses the word the young child because it took them two years from the time Jesus was born to get to where he was. Do you know how far away the religious leaders were, the Jewish priests? Five miles. Five miles from this Messiah they'd waited all their life for. Five miles from the Messiah. Five miles from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But they would not admit it. They would not accept it. And they wouldn't even travel the five miles. They would not bow down and worship him. They dismissed Jesus as king. So this would be the people who say, you know, I don't worship the Lord. Christmas to me is about Santa Claus. And Christmas to me is about all the presents. And I would tell you, be very, very careful during this season to keep Jesus at the center. Because it's very easy for us to get distracted, isn't it? It's very easy for us to get distracted by the stuff and the presents and the gifts. This is one of the reasons I tell y'all, when you get up on Christmas morning, read the Christmas story before you ever open any presents so that you can set the tone. This is what Christmas is really all about. You know, it's kind of sad that it's Jesus' birthday, but we get all the gifts, don't we? Amen. And so we need to keep him at the center. The Jewish priests, they didn't oppose him. They just simply dismissed him and said, nah, I don't really believe all that stuff. Um, here's some things, distractions get, get in your way over the next couple of days. Uh, the gifts, the materialism, uh, the meals. I'm going to start today and I ain't going to finish for the next couple of days. Amen. Uh, you can get caught up in all of that. You can get caught up <clears throat> in Santa Claus. And I'm here to tell you, Don't let Santa Claus overshadow Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. 
And then even what we would consider good things. Many of you will spend a lot of time with family. And many people will say, well, I, I'm going to spend time with family. All right. And that's not to say that family is a bad thing, but that is still not the focus. Don't let all these parties and all these get-togethers become the focus. Here's the sad thing. This is Christmas Eve, and we are worshiping the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. But many people stayed home this morning because, well, Brother Mark, we just we had family come in. Where do you, where do you need to be? Where, where does family need to be? Where, where does the priority need to be? And so you, you understand that we can let a lot of other things get up over Jesus on the priority list. So, again, don't be like those Jewish leaders. Uh, don't let everything else take the focus away from Jesus Christ. And don't dismiss Jesus on Christmas. Amen. The third thing is this, and it's the one we ought to ascribe to, is the wise men bowed to Jesus as king. The wise men bowed to Jesus as king. You see, what you and I need to understand is when they came and they bowed, uh, when you came before a king or royalty back in the day, the posture was this. Now, I'm old and I got a fake knee, so y'all pray for me, all right? But this was the posture. What does, this, what does this show? This posture shows submission. This posture shows reverence. Um, this posture shows I am deferring myself to you. I am claiming you as the king and the Lord. Look up. I got up. Amen. Um, surrender, submission, and reverence. So my question today is this. What is your response to the Lord? Here on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day tomorrow, what is your response to Jesus? Do you oppose him and say, I don't believe in him? Do you simply dismiss him and say, well, Christmas is about all this other stuff. Jesus, I'm sorry, you've got to take a back seat. Or do you give him submission and reverence and say, Lord, this is all about you today? I want you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. And when we take the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Supper in just a moment, the Bible says that when we partake in the Lord's Supper, uh, we should be, uh, we should have clean heart. We should be in a right standing with the Lord. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and it's going to be twofold. Maybe you're here today, and you've never submitted yourself to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. I can't think of a better day than today to do that. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. Maybe you're here this morning, and you'd say, Brother Mark, we're fixing to take the Lord's Supper. It represents the body of Christ that was broken for me. It represents the blood of Jesus that was spilled for me. But Brother Mark, there's some things in my life, there's some things I need to confess to the Lord right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that also this morning before we partake of the Lord's Supper. First of all, if you've never given your heart and life to Christ, or if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, but you've just wandered far away from him, uh, he is as close as a prayer away all the time. So I invite you to pray this prayer with me if, if that's your case. And you can say this in your heart. Just say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you died on that cross for my sins. And Lord, right now, I submit myself to you. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins and save me. I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. Have you prayed that prayer today for the first time, second time, 
hundred times. Doesn't matter. He's always willing to take you back. Uh, I don't want to embarrass you, but I would love to pray for you. Would you just lift up a hand and let me know that you prayed that prayer with me? Thank you. Hands all over the building. Now here's the second part of the prayer today. I want you to take some time to get right with God. If there's some things that you need to confess to the Lord, if there's some areas that you need to pray about before we partake of the Lord's Supper, so that we can partake of it with a, in a worthy manner, as the Bible says. So I'm going to give you just a moment of silence, and you talk with the Lord. Now, this is time for you to talk with the Lord. Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken for us, your blood that was spilled for us. Thank you for that cross long ago. But God, we thank you that before there was the cross, there was the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we celebrate that today, God, would you fill this place with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our uh, deacons to come and those that are helping to serve the Lord's Supper. If y'all will come at this time going to uh, we're going to partake of the bread first Father I pray that you would bless this time God as we celebrate with the bread God this bread represents your body that was broken for us Lord for our sins and God I just thank you for that God would you just bless this time God move and work in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, the men are going to come. They're going to serve you, and you would just pass it down the aisles, if you will. Just hang on to it and we'll all protect together.
After they had eaten, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he blessed it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Father, we pray now as we drink of this cup, God, and it represents your blood that was shed for us, God. Lord, may we be mindful of the price that was paid for us on the cross. Bless this time now. In Jesus' name, amen. The men are going to pass out the cup. If you would, just hold on to the cup, and we'll all partake at the same time.
Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood which is spilled for you. And as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. chair there. We're going to close by singing Silent Night. If everyone would stand, we gave you these little electronic lights. There's a little switch on the bottom. It's a little hard to switch on, but if you will, go ahead and switch on your light. Anybody else needs one? lift up a hand they'll get you one there's a little switch on the bottom just flip it it's a little stubborn but
Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for that silent night so long ago. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Savior. Thank you, Lord, for coming and being Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, may we over the next two days remember you, Lord. Remember that, God, you are the greatest present we've ever received, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can turn your lights off. You can turn them back in at the door on your way out. Don't forget, we have free family portraits over here at the family Christmas tree. I hope from my house to your house, from Landmark Baptist Church to you, I wish you have a very Merry Christmas and that Christ is at the center of it all. God bless you. You're dismissed.